The Business Buzz Podcast. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on Voice of Vits FM, that's 88.1. We are broadcasting live from our studios right here in Bramfontein and my name is Mudiwa Mob, Justice Kavaza. I will be your host until about 7pm tonight. Who said that the world of business can't be entertaining? Hold on to your seats as we unpack uh, and keep you entertained and informed as well as being being educated around the issues of money, business, and how it all affects you and your pocket. So for today, it's going to be quite an interesting show. It is the last Thursday of June 2018, which means as per our tradition on the business bus, it's time for us to give you our business uh, business uh, brand new heavy. And the brand new heavy is basically uh, every last Thursday, we take some time to celebrate a young person in South Africa who is uh, achieving, uh, going above and beyond in their particular industry. Uh, We say that they are doing the things. And for today, we are joined by a very lovely young lady in studio. Uh, We are joined by Eslyn Barnes, who is uh, from uh, Dream Girls Academy, and she's actually been featured as one of uh, the Mail and Guardian's uh, top 200 people um, to look out for, and she is a global global shaper as part of the World Economic Forum. So it's going to be quite an interesting conversation as we sit and unpack what drives her, what motivates her and uh, what she actually looks to achieve in her life. Otherwise, on the rest of the show, uh, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to be getting into our business wrap. Uh, That's a part of the show where we keep you informed about the week's top trending business and economics news. And then straight after that, we get into our Buffalo Index. Uh, That's where we tell you the state of your 100 rand. Remember as well that you can uh, keep in touch with us on social media. Uh, Get the conversation going. Tell us what you think of our brand new heavy. If she's someone that you've actually interacted with, with uh, let us know what you think and uh, what your experience has been uh, on facebook we have our fm that's voice of vits and uh, you can also find uh, we have another facebook page that's vits radio academy on twitter you can find us uh, that's at vow fm and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz our whatsapp line is 0847849412 and you can also stream the station live that's vowfm.co.za and podcasts of the business buzz show are available on vits.journalism.com co.za forward slash business remember as well that we are available on itunes so if you want you can just search for the business buzz and you can just download our podcasts there so make sure you keep it locked we're here until 7 p.m this is the business buzz business rap with ken sweatman this is the business buzz and it's time for us to get into our business wrap. And on the line, I'm joined by our financial expert, Ken Swettenham, on the line uh, to just give us a roundup of the week's uh, top trending business and economics news. How are you, Ken? I'm very well this evening and yourself. Huh? I'm fine, thank you. So how is the week looking or has been looking um, as far as our economy and the markets uh, are well, concerned? Yes, well, the biggest news over the last week or so um, has actually been something maybe a little bit uh, different from what we normally talk about on your show. And uh, it's really been on the, on the front page headlines and in most of the media. And that is this internet cyber attack suffered by one of our biggest corporates, and that being the, the Liberty Group, yeah. whereby they, they were illegally hacked. And uh, from what we gather, from what they've told us, is that only um, emails and email server was hacked. But goodness me, this has had reverberations right across the business world, not only for Liberty as an individual company, but it's now highlighted um, how poor South African companies are in general about protecting their clients' information from this sort of of criminality. And um, I've read a lot about it, and it's something I think the business in in South Africa needs to to wake up and take note of and and, and use the Liberty mishap, if we can call it that, as, as an example and i'm pretty sure there's a lot of corporates in south africa at the moment who are scrambling behind the scenes to to upgrade their their it security as as we speak at the moment 
and 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 in light of that, um, has there been any any repercussions in terms of market price, perhaps, um, uh, an impact on the share price of Liberty, for example? Well, yes, there has. Liberty, sadly, has, has underperformed their peers in the market over the last uh, oh, 10 years, I would think. They, they have, unfortunately, been losing a bit, a bit of market share. They're still a very solid company from a, a point of view of, of a financial standpoint. So if you're a client of Liberty, you certainly don't need to worry. But their share price has way underperformed. Over the last 10 years, their share price has gone up by just an average of 1.22%. And when you compare that to Discovery, whose share price has gone up 92%, Sunlum 71%, or Mutual 38%, their, their share price in any case has way underperformed their peers. And there's been various reasons for that. But yes, their share price did take a little bit of a knock, um, but, but only around 6% as a result of this. It wasn't a massive knock in, in the bigger scheme of things. Yeah. Um, and then also... What do you think this? Uh, do you think this attack, as big as it is, because Liberty is a big organisation in the financial services sector, do you think this might be something that will spur our policymakers to actually start enforcing more stringent um, rules around data security and protections? Oh, well, absolutely, and without a doubt. You know, Liberty is a very high-profile company, and we have, in fact, other businesses in South Africa have suffered cyber attacks and fraud attacks, really, for ever since they've been using computer systems, and Liberty is probably one of the most high-profile um, uh, victims of this, uh, which is why it made such newspaper headlines. I read an extremely interesting article uh, just recently, in, in the last couple of days on this, and it turns out that way back in 2002, the, the then Minister of Communications was required by the Electronic Communications and Transactions Act to provide a three-year national strategy um, for, for this sort of cybersecurity, and he had to provide it to Cabinet within 24 months. That was never done. And we've even got the South African police who are not, are not really trained in this sort of, of criminal attack. Um, so even our government as well has not... We've got the acts of parliament, but they've not been enforcing those acts, forcing companies and businesses to protect clients' data. We've got the Poppy Act coming up. Um, It's not yet fully implemented, uh, which is going to definitely force companies to to protect our personal data. And uh, as I said, this, this I think, must be a learning curve, not only for for Liberty, of course, and and I know from what I've read uh, from the Liberty management that they are taking this extremely seriously, but from all you and I, who are of their products, are, are, have our personal information and even our money protected. Huh? And then lastly, um, the rest of the market, how has uh, our market been uh, performing uh, in, the last, in this particular week on the JSC and the RAND? Uh, we, we really had a horrible uh, week or two on the markets, and we just don't seem to be going anywhere with the South African market, uh, and, and not only recently, but over the last three years. Even today, and I'm looking uh, today, we're, we're down nearly another percent so far. We're under 55,000, the, the all-share index. We did we were at 61,000, the index, uh, earlier this year in February. So we're off around 10% year-to-date, and, and that's massive, and it's and there's various reasons for that. Obviously, we've had a weakening rand. The pound that's currently trading over 18 to to the sorry, the English pound over 18 to the rand, 13.62 to the US dollar, and that's all weakened in the last couple of weeks. Again, it's not necessarily, as we've discussed before, a South African problem. It's overseas, particularly in America, who are looking likely to increase interest rates. The dollar is strong. And this is affecting all emerging markets, and and sadly, the South African rand in our market is is a very small player in the world, and and we do get affected by what's happening elsewhere in the world. Okay, thank you so much, Ken, uh, for giving us uh, that roundup. As you heard, the big news is uh, the cyber uh, cyber attack on Liberty, and it's very interesting to see. 
something like this happening to a high-profile um, company such as Liberty, and it will be interesting to actually watch as we go forward as to what's actually going to happen, particularly in the policy space and if other uh, financial services uh, providers will uh, be ramping up their cybersecurity. Um, and as you heard as well, in terms of the markets, it's been a bit of a poor a couple of weeks. Uh, the rand is sitting at around 1362 right now, so uh, it's looking a little bit bleak and we'll be watching and monitoring as always on the business bus. Coming up on the other side of this, we tell you the state of your 100 Rand on our Buffalo Index. Welcome back to the Business Buzz. It is our brand new heavy show for today. Uh, but before we even get into all of that, we just came from giving you our business wrap. But it's time for us to now get into the state of your 100 Rand. How are you, Elna? I'm very good. Elna is our producer and she's going to be tell us, she's going to be telling us the things when it comes to the state of our 100 Rand. How's it looking today? Mm, well, since today's brand new heavy is all about inspiration and mentorship and getting better especially at all of the business things your first thought might be I don't need 100 rand for that Elna isn't mentorship (laughs) I mean mentorship is free right well a lot of it technically yes you come to an agreement with someone you say hey Mudewa you are the person I want to be professionally in three years you know tell me all your secrets but even then, you still need to pay for that coffee or uh, your Uber to their um, or your taxi to their uh, office for an appointment. Yeah. Maybe you still have to pay for phone calls. It's still like it's still something, it's quite a right? Bit, yeah. And it's great if you are able to find that kind of person. But I think a lot of people aren't growing because they aren't finding somebody like that, and they think, mm, "I'm not organically." growing these relationships so now I just miss out on mentorship so there are some things you can pay for uh, and I went to find them for you there's of course first and foremost a very traditional type of paid consulting so I found the rates of someone who has decades of experience in the South African banking sector he's really somebody who knows his stuff and you can have a face to face face to face mentorship session with him but just to make it a little bit cheaper, you can do it over Skype, right? <laughs> a virtual mentoring. Yeah. Get this. 600 bucks per month for two hours in that month. That means three buffaloes for just one hour. But here's the problem. You have to pay for a minimum six-month agreement upfront. Oh, wow. That's that's quite a commitment, eh? Yeah. So, you, so you've paid for it, whether you take them or not. Yeah. So, you're talking a couple of grand here, but he is a, a very particular person in the industry. Clearly, he, um, you know, he's made this his business to advise other people. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have those that many <laughs> buffaloes, he does also do group mentoring sessions. Okay, cool. So, that is that one to, one-on-one, very uh, South African, very obvious consulting. Okay, but cool. I thought to myself, it's got to be easier, yeah. right? We it's can go be, further. <laughs> it's got to be something else. Yeah. There is a little thing called Clarity. Oh. It's a website um, or an online community where you can ask questions and then other experts will answer them. Yeah. But their main service is very interesting. You pick an expert from a long list of people and then you have a scheduled call with that person and however long you spoke to them, you pay that. That's actually quite deep. Yeah. So it's quite cool because you've chosen the person. So if I am a CEO, then I might want to choose another female CEO or mm. another CEO with an African background or whoever. Yeah. Um, I might choose a particular person and then I'll also choose them according to expertise. Okay. So each person has a little line next to them saying, I... I am an expert in how to pitch or mm. I am an expert in whatever. They have lots of different things across technology, business, products, product design, funding, all kinds of people. Yeah. And you can also pick an expert based on how much money you have, which is helpful. <laughs> so calls cost anything from $2 to around $17 per minute. Oh, wow. So we're talking about 27 rand to 230 rand per minute. So if you only have 100 bucks, that's all you've got. You could get just over three minutes. You have to make make the most of those three minutes. You need to know exactly what you're going Uh, to ask. But Munir, just to finish this off, 
let's dream for a second here. Yeah. Let's say we had a little bit more. We're like one day when you and I, <laughs> one day when we're CEOs. Yeah. Where do I, where do we get our mentorship from when yeah. we're like top? When top. you're at the top of the pile, yeah. Yeah, who are you going to ask, right? You probably know other CEOs, but maybe they're in your industry. You don't want to go to the competition. What are you going to do? So just just so that we dream of our best lives, yeah. there's something else, sort of the premium option here. <laughs> it's a service called Vistage. Vistage, it's okay. Around, around the world to 22,000 members 20 countries, lots of people, very high-level decision-makers also. And they they offer all kinds of mentorships. They do research, advice, all that stuff. But very interestingly, they have these exclusive peer advisory boards. Oh, wow. So um, there are different levels of this, but the top level is the CEO level. So you have this group of, say, eight or ten top top CEOs from different industries who yeah. once a month get together and it's a highly confidential room where you can say this is what my business is going through what do you think and since they're in other industries they're not competing with you yeah and i can imagine that really paying off if you're making you know millions and millions <laughs> dollars worth of decisions mm. then then <laughs> you know then it's yeah. worth it to be in a room with other people but it is pricey. I can imagine the monthly uh, the monthly membership fee for all of the stars, especially with um, you know the higher level CEO groups. It it's hard to get those numbers because of course I am not a high level CEO. Yeah. But the estimates that I found were anything between six hundred dollars to a thousand two hundred, which means a monthly membership of between eight thousand and sixteen thousand rand, Mudiwa. I know it's, it sounds like a lot, but I feel like when you're a top-level CEO, it's like, okay, that's, cool. That's like lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. You know what? Because at the end of the day, I, I'm actually getting a theme from this because from everything you're saying, it sounds like everyone is providing the same service, but it's just sort of a different level and price point. For me personally, I would stick, I would take option two. Uh, join the join the site clarity mm. and then uh, because i think they you have the option if you want to call someone call them and you pay the 17 dollars a minute all of that stuff but uh, anything else no i no. what i really like about all of the things we spoke about yeah. um is that often mentorship can feel quite awkward. You don't know how much to ask. Yeah. How much am I allowed to use of of your influence and your time and um, and your business contacts? Yeah. So at least with some air clarity and even with Vistage, I know I'm paying you. So I can be blunt and say, this is what I need. Yeah. And, and that's quite helpful. And that's exactly what I want. Ah, but otherwise, it's an interesting one. As you heard, that's our Buffalo Index for today. We're telling you the state of your 100 rand. If you're looking for some professional mentoring, uh, there's uh, mentor, mentoring consultancies and even uh, a platform called Clarity that you can go and sign up for. On the other side of this, we get into a different kind of uh, mentoring with a, uh, a remarkable young lady who has developed an entire network around mentorship keep it locked this is the business buzz you're tuned in to the business buzz Welcome back. This is the Business Buzz right here on VOFM 88.1. Today we are happy and privileged because it is our brand new heavy for the month. And in studio I am joined by a remarkable young lady. But before we get into um, getting to know who she is and what she's about, remember that you can uh, talk to us, uh, continue the conversation. Let us know what your thoughts are. You know, if you've ever been uh, touched by this lady, let us know. Uh, on Facebook, we are Vow FM, that's Voice of Vids. And then on Twitter, uh, we are at Vow FM. Our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. You can also find our Facebook page, that's Vids Radio Academy. And remember that podcasts of the Business Buzz show are available on 
journalism.co.za forward slash business. And don't forget that, as always, we are on iTunes. You can go find our show on iTunes. Anyway, right now, it's time for us to get into uh, our brand new heavy for the month. Remember that our brand new heavy, we take uh, time every last Thursday of each month to celebrate a young person in South Africa who is 35 years and below, who is doing the things in their sphere of influence and actually making an impact in the world. I am privileged to have uh, Eslin uh, Barnes, who is the founder of Dream Girls Academy, uh, which is part of the Dream Girls International Outreach and Mentoring Program here with us. Um, she has a lot of uh, she has a lot of experience out there in industry, uh, but she's actually doing multiple things um, at the moment, and has actually been named as uh, one of uh, the Mail and Guardian's top 200 young South Africans to watch, and is a World Economic Forum global shaper. How are you, Eslin? I'm good, thanks, uh, Mudiwa. And first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show today. (laughs) And thank you for being our brand new heavy. So, let's just begin at the beginning. Um, Who is Eslin and how did we find ourselves as, uh, you know, celebrating you as our brand new heavy today? Um, Samudiwa, I I am a social entrepreneur with a focus and passion for, you know, youth education and development. I'm someone that is patriotic. I love this country. I love this continent that we are part of. Um, And I'm someone who I love traveling and exposing myself to new things, new people. Um, I definitely see myself as a global citizen. Yeah. Um, And yeah, originally I'm from Cape Town, but I moved to Joburg, I think, around about high school time uh, initially with my parents and then for a good couple of years every three to four years I used to move in between Cape Town and Joburg it's like when I get bored of the one city (laughs) I kind of skip to the next Um, but yeah that's, that's kind of where I'm from Okay. Now, you are regarded by, by many to be a social entrepreneur. Um, as as we heard, you are the founder of Dream Girls Academy here in South Africa. Do you consider yourself, you actually told, you actually said just now that I am a social entrepreneur. Is that how you characterize yourself in what you do? Definitely. I mean, a social entrepreneur is, is someone that starts a business or an organization and a cause uh, for the benefit of society at large. Mm. So, um, more importantly, I actually like to call myself an impact entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, someone that just goes out there and, and makes an impact in the world. Yeah, uh, I like that very much. And one of the things as well is I wanted to just find out as a social entrepreneur, how did you actually choose what to focus on? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was watching, I was watching something uh, where you were interviewed, and you said that um, at age 25, uh, you decided, or it dawned on you that your passion was in helping people. Um, so, firstly, what actually caused that spark? What caused that revelation in you to say, "My passion is helping people"? And then, secondly, why, uh, why girls, and sp- why girls in particular? Yes, so um, I I grew up in a home where initially my parents were teachers. They were part of, you know, the youth at church. So growing up, um, my house was always filled with, you know, young people, you know, in high school and university. My parents were always kind of helping them, whether it was in a tutoring uh, capacity and so forth. Um, and as our life progressed, obviously, my, my parents... Um, their career path changed and they got into the business world. But at the core of our family and our upbringing, there was always this principle of helping the next person and working with youth and living a life of purpose. So um, looking back, I think that is actually where the grassroots of wanting to make a difference started. So I um, started out my career in advertising. Yeah. I actually studied at Vits for about uh, three months and then I dropped out and I moved to the AAA School of Advertising. Okay. And that's where I graduated from. Um, I started out in advertising. Um, I then focused on public relationships and then also sports sponsorship marketing. And it was quite, quite interesting because I was working on the 2010 FIFA World Cup, yeah. which was very, very exciting. Um, and my contract ended at the end of the World Cup. 
and it really got me in a position where you know I like calling it a quarter life crisis I was 25 <laughs> and after three years of working you know um, out there I thought to myself you know really why am I here on this planet yeah. uh, what am I doing to make a difference you know um, is this really all there is in the working world yeah. and and so that I started to question you know myself really um, and then while I was working full time uh, my dad has a uh, organization called the dad fund yeah. and we focus on youth development and education uh we provided bursaries internships um and even entrepreneurship opportunities in south africa and abroad yeah. so we had this program um to invite international students to come to South Africa and work on the World Cup. Mm. So we were running that in parallel as well. And we were also ensuring that they have the opportunity to go to schools like in Timbisa, Soweto, uh, Lanseria, to go and give back to, you know, um, the community while they were here in South Africa. So um, after I worked, I thought, you know, I I really want to do something that's more purposeful and more meaningful. Um, And I realized that I was always that friend that (laughs) everyone came to when they needed advice about studying or about starting a business or about getting a scholarship to go overseas. Um, And I really just enjoy that role. So working in the dad fund um, at the time kind of ignited everything. and that's when I realized that this is what I'm called to do because I was most alive in my life. You yeah. know, it was like for the first time I felt like, you know, this this is it. I know I know my calling in life. So that's really what ha- happened. Um, the focus on girls in particular was that under the Dad Fund banner um, back in 2010, 2011, there was this worldwide focus to invest in in girls' education and ensure, you know, more girls get into um, STEM and different fields and so forth. Um, so we wanted to start a particular program just for girls, yeah. and that's that's where it came about. Um, eight years later, and even before that, uh, we actually looked at uh, starting a program for boys as well. Yeah. Um, and just at the time, we realized that our hands were so full doing so many things, you know. <laughs> so we've actually partnered up with other organizations to kind of learn from our model and what we've done and achieved within Dream Girls yeah. to start the same thing for boys. Um, and actually part of our future plan is to have some of our workshops integrated, you know, with girls and boys. Um, it's just that the, the program partic- in particular was Dream Girls focuses on how women connect you know because there is a difference in the way we kind of connect and learn from each other and so forth i actually wanted to ask very quickly about the dream girls why did you choose to actually bring in an international organization as opposed to um starting an initiative of your own was it brand recognition was it funding like what was the impetus for that um so funny enough um when it happened, two of the American students that came on to this internship in South Africa had started like a take a girl to university day mm. and they had called it Dream Girls. And it was at the same time that we were looking to launch a program in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, so we decided, well, let's launch Dream Girls in South Africa. It had a nice name to it. Um, but ultimately, the two organizations are completely different. Okay. And uh, we actually, Dream Girls Academy is actually now completely separate. Uh, from Dream Girls International oh, because right. when when I thought about starting it here in South Africa, I thought, look, the context in South Africa is just very different. So I called together about 15 young women in my network um, and we actually met at my house and we said, how do we make this program South African? Um, and we realized, you know, it's one thing to go and tell someone to, you know, study, do well and you will do well mm. in the world. But the reality is that the context of where they come from and the challenges that they deal with are very real. So together as a South African team, we actually designed a completely different program um, that took Dream Girls from just being a take a girl to university day to an eight month program that runs from March to October every year Mm. where they get mentored around different topics every month. Mm. That's actually quite extensive. Moving on uh, from that particular point, you mentioned in the beginning when you're when you're telling us about how 
uh, the passion actually came about. You mentioned the fact that there was uh, uh, the Dad Foundation. It was, and you also mentioned your parents. What's your support system like? Mm. Because it sounds like there's a lot going on and that you're probably going to be working on even more projects. And, I, and I'm sure that in such a situation, you need people that um, are there to actually just help you cope with life. Um, you know what? It's, it's so. First of all, obviously, I've got a strong family support system, yeah. and uh, my dad actually runs Dad Fund now on his own. Um, and Dream Girls grew so popular that it became an independent organization, and that's kind of my focus. Mm. So um, it's not like I'm I'm still running two companies. Um, so the family is great, and then Dream Girls. We've got um, an amazing structure. I mean, we've got a team in Cape Town, we've got a team in Joburg, um, and us as the founding members, we've been working together for for eight years. We we've become sisters, and you know, and and that really is a strong support system for me. So I've got the, my friendship network, my family network um, is really really strong. And I mean, up until recently, I. I used to work at Microsoft and also run Dream Girls on the side, and I actually made a decision this year um, to uh, to leave the corporate world and just to focus on on my passion. So slowly but surely, you know, through this process, I've been able to chip away at doing many things <laughs> and to just focus and and grow the the big legacy that I want to leave behind. Yeah. Okay, and lastly, before before we end this particular session, I want some advice and tips for our young people, and uh, the advice and tips are around giving back, mm-hmm. and around. Uh, I like the fact that you called yourself a social a social entrepreneur because I think it's it's an acceptance that. Um, there needs to be a model of some sort for you to actually effect change. And I find that I've actually, as young, I actually know a lot of people, uh, young people who have actually started organizations and foundations and the like, but you find that the person in of themselves is not even employed, has never worked, you know, all of that stuff. So I feel like sometimes people are just get, are getting uh, to the giving back stage too quickly mm-hmm. uh, because you I, my opinion is just that uh, it's hard to help someone else in a situation where you can't really take care of your own self so I wanted to know under uh, hear maybe your thoughts you know around uh, some of these things because we know that a lot of our youth actually want to impact the greater society but at one point does a person actually get into all that mm. I think look that's a very interesting question because I actually believe that you shouldn't wait until you get into to a certain level or mm. you know a certain point in life before you are able to give back but also considering that there are different ways to give back yeah. you know and obviously you need to be in a place of of strength to be able to uplift someone else as well mm. you know so um i i think giving back is such an important thing because living a meaningful life or a fulfilling life and you know i have lots of youth just asking me like how do i find my purpose in life mm-hmm. and i promise you that 99 percent of the time in some shape or form it's always going to be rooted in helping the next person yeah so whether you are a skateboarder or a doctor or a business person there's some way that you can use that skill or that talent to to uplift someone and it can be in a small way or in a big way but as a person you always have something to share so just to give you an example um as part in of our uh, dream girls program in our leadership and service components yeah these girls all come from obviously disadvantaged backgrounds and and so forth um and you know 50 percent of our girls are on social grants and so forth um and another 50 percent are actually the first in their family to finish matric and go to tertiary institutions so as part of our leadership and service um, component, they get given a task to do, you know, 20 hours of community service. So they can do that at their school or at a community and they can decide how to do it. But the key thing that we want to show them there is that it doesn't matter where you are, you can do something to make someone else's life mm. better. 
So you heard it. We are in studio with Eslin and she's saying that uh, no matter at what stage you are in in your life, there is a way in which you can give back different forms of giving back and you can definitely make an impact no matter where you are and what stage you are at in life so we are with our brand new heavy uh we are with uh Islin in studio uh, on the other side of this we just get some different voices uh about Islin to hear what she's actually like um you know outside uh outside outside uh in the workspace and in the mentoring space Keep it locked this is the business buzz More justice on the business buzz this is the business buzz and we are in studio with our brand new heavy we are with the eslin barons who is uh, the founder of dream girls academy and we've just gotten to know a little bit about uh, eslin and what drives her as you heard and you heard that dream girls is a big part of her life and on the line we thought that would get um, some independent voices just to hear uh, what eslin is like to work with so on the line we're joined by uh, uh, Komongo Zulu, who is actually a VITS PhD student and has actually been working with Eslin at Dream Girls. Uh, she was part of the mentoring program and is actually now part of uh, the executive team. How are you, Kumo? I'm well, thank you, and yourself? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, so very quickly, um, what has been your experience uh, with working with uh, Eslin? What is she like um, as, uh, as, as, a, as a comrade, as a colleague in the professional spaces? And what do you find to be um, the general vibe that you have uh, working with her? Um, one thing I can tell you about Eslin is that she's a very she's someone who's very purpose driven, and what I've picked up, I joined the program in 2013, and um, what I've picked up from working with her is that she's purpose driven and has a passion for the development of uh, people in disadvantaged communities, specifically teenage girls. And uh, she will go out of her way to use her resources, her network, to help someone in need. So um, that is what uh, my experience is with working with her. And where do you see her actually going? Uh, because uh, I, I really don't think that the journey uh, is going to stop anytime soon. And what do you envision to be uh, her future? What is it going to be like? Um. I see her growing, um, not just becoming a powerhouse in South Africa, but also in the region as well. Because in as much as she lets her passion drive her, she's always up to beat with what's happening in the country and does her research. Um, so um, she is, um, you know, she's always in power with um, where South Africa is go it is is trying to go in terms of policy making and also um and so she um she will always like align herself with what the overall impact of South Africa is trying to reach and help in that regard so i see her growing not just in um are growing in South Africa, but also helping with uh, uh, South Africa foster stronger relations with other Southern African um, countries. So I see her expanding the program in other African countries because she is a traveler as well. So she's always connecting with um, people from outside countries, uh, people with different experiences, and she embraces that difference, which is quite beautiful to see. Thank you so much. That was us. We were talking to Kumo. As you heard, um, Eslin is going to be a powerhouse. And she looks, uh, she says that Eslin is going to grow not only in South Africa, but internationally. Eslin is definitely one to watch. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. We're also joined on the line by uh, Sanele Langa, uh, who's actually a student at Hauteng City College. Uh, she's actually a part of uh, the Dream Girls program. Uh, we just came from hearing uh, from Kumo, who used to be a mentor on the program. But now we want to hear from Sanele, who is on the program. How are you, Sanele? Hi, I'm well. 
I'm good, thank you, myself. Fine, thank you. Now, we understand that you're part of the program. Uh, just very briefly, what has your experience been like? Uh, how have you benefited from it? And why should other young ladies uh, want to actually become uh, part of the Dream Girls uh, program, Acad- Academy and Network? Um, so the program, the, the experience for me was like phenomenal. Um, I learned to speak for myself through the program because they teach us how to present yourself as a woman. Uh, we also do uh, career sessions and and um, we also have um, what do you call it? Um, we also have yeah we have career sessions and it also teaches us to to brand yourself as a person like to speak for yourself and and all of those things and I never knew places but through Dream Girls I now know places because we get to connect with people and and just share ideas which is quite nice and we learn a lot of things from from the program yeah. So that's us. That was us. We were talking to Asane Lelanga, who is part of the Dream Girls program. As you heard, um, the Dream Girls program is actually creating and delivering uh, value. We're in studio with our brand new heavy, Miss Eslin Barnes. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. More justice on the Business Buzz. Welcome back to the Business Buzz. We are with our brand new heavyweight with Eslin in studio. We are talking about giving back. We're talking about social entrepreneurship. Uh, We're talking about her life, what drives her. And right now, I just want to get into um, some of your current projects. Uh, What are you actually working on at the moment and how do you do it all? I think uh, that's also a, a question that um, some of our young listeners might be listening to to say that Islin is doing so much and has done so much. How is she able to keep everything in check? Um, look, so as I mentioned earlier, a large focus for me, um, and I've managed to cut out a lot of other things in my business life, but right now my focus is on growing dream goals yeah. and taking it to the next level. Yeah. Um, we are looking at expanding into uh, more provinces next year yeah. um, and also doing activations in other African countries. Mm. Um, and then we're also looking at uh, building a digital platform that will be used as a coaching and mentoring platform for girls because we we can't ignore um, the impact of technology now and in our future. So so for me, I want to be um, spearline focused on on growing dream girls um, because ultimately it is a legacy business that we we are building. Mm. So what, what are you working on currently? So those are the projects that... No, no, no. When I say currently, I mean as an... I would say those are those sort of the broad mm-hmm. uh, projects, but then are there any um, specific projects that some of our listeners might be able to um, actually get into right now? Well, we have our flagship mentorship program yeah. in Cape Town and Johannesburg. Um, and every year we bring on, we select 20 girls to join um the program that's 20 girls in each city mm-hmm. um, and then we advertise widely for mentors to come on board and take these girls under our their wing um, and I mean the mentors range from you know young women in university um, to young women who have started out their careers or even businesses that just feels that like they want to give some guidance to to the girls so there's an opportunity for uh, young women to come on board as um, a mentor. Uh, we also have opportunities for um, people to come and speak to our girls and okay. to share their stories. And what is great is that, um, well, firstly, we don't discriminate between males or females because we, we invite anyone because anybody's okay. story can be inspiring to, to a young girl. Um, but also that everybody that we bring into the program has come from where they've come from. So it makes a very powerful story for them to see. You know, before girls could only look on TVs or magazines for for role models, yeah. whereas in our program we are showing girls that women who have come from where they've come from and achieved great things, who've not even achieved great things in South Africa, but globally as well, it makes it real and tangible for them as well. So do you have cases where someone can be um, uh, can be a mentor and be mentored? 
Um, so right now the flagship structure is just to have that that one level. Okay. Uh, yeah. Of of um, being a mentor, um, but we do have a very deep and wide network. Um, where if the request comes up, we do put it out to our network to see if there's someone that wants to take it up. All right. So. The last two questions. Firstly, what are you reading right now? We find that a lot of our brand new heavies and a lot of people that are driven, that are um, actually making an impact, take inspiration um, from other people's stories or um, content, you know, especially other philosophical things or just uh, ways in which to grow the mind. So what are you reading at the moment? So the first book I'm reading is called The Culture Code, um, and I think the author's name is Wayne Cole. Wayne Cole. Um, and it's all about how do you grow highly successful, connected teams. Yeah. Um, and it's it's very interesting because all of the the Dream Girls board members we're reading this book together oh. as a leadership team. Um, because so is there like a book club? Well, you know, when when there's a very important book that we feel like, look, we all need to grow together. We yeah. need to, we need to take this organisation to the next level together. Then we'll we'll get it for everyone, and we'll give everyone a timeline to finish it. Um, and then we kind of come back and share our thoughts and our feelings and set our strategy. So, for example, now we 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 will be setting our culture strategy for growing dream goals because whilst we have been very involved in the organization what's going to happen in 15 years in 20 years time how do we maintain the culture of dream goals mm. which is very very unique yeah yeah so you said is the culture code it's called the culture, culture code. code yeah what else I'm also I've I've just finished a book called um, Return to Love okay. by Marianne Williamson, um, and it's actually it's it's more on the spiritual side, but it's more about how love is really at the core of everything you do, and whether it is in its work um, or play, uh, when you ground and center yourself in love and doing the things that you love, um, you know you just start living a much more meaningful fulfilling life mm. and then uh, on the same reading uh, reading you know tip um, perhaps uh, three book recommendations for young people um, who just want to expand their minds somehow um, I would recommend a book called Give and Take um, it's by Adam Grant, who's actually a professor, I think it is, at Stanford. Yeah. Um, and it's all about, you know, there are people in life who are givers and they are takers. And um, it's how to capitalize uh, of working with different types of people and getting the best out of them. So it's more of a leadership book. Yeah. Um, the other one is uh, by Robin Sharma, yeah. um, the leader who had no title. Yeah. It's one of my all-time favorite books, <laughs> you know, and it just teaches you that, you know, no matter where you are, what level uh, you are at, you are, you can be a leader, you know. So, so that is um, a good book recommendation from my side. Um, and then the other book is called The Organized Mind. All right. Um, so I, I love everything to do with your brain and how it's structured <laughs> and how you optimize yeah. it. So it's really about how to take in information so that you can use your brain optimally and, you know, become smarter and so forth. Thank you. Uh, we are with uh, Eslin, and uh, as as our tradition um, on the business buzz, the last question we always ask is, "What do you want your legacy to be?" Um, but whilst you're answering that question, I'd like to also hear from you. Um, what does successful Eslin look like? Um, how do because you know people's ideas of success it's it it varies and it's different mm -hmm. and is success for Eslin different from successful dream girls so in terms of my legacy yeah. you know i mentioned that i absolutely love this country and i absolutely love working with youth and inspiring youth mm. um and i really want my legacy to be um, you know, growing more young people in South Africa who take initiative, who make an impact, who don't see problems as, you know, major hurdles, but who are so determined to always rise above and make a difference for others. Mm. Um, in terms of what success looks like for me, yeah. um, <laughs> for me, it is obviously making a, a difference, 
but also living a life where I completely manage my time. Okay. Um, and are able to do all the things that I enjoy doing, like traveling and being flexible and really kind of owning uh, my life and not having any demands on me. Mm. Yeah. And is uh, success, uh, successful dream girls, is that tied into success for Eslin or do you separate the two in your mind? It is, it is separate. Um, For for dream girls, success is for us really just to grow this legacy um, of, of grooming more young female leaders and actually building a huge empire under the dream girls academy. How can people find dream girls online and, uh, social media so uh, we are on facebook twitter and instagram mm. um our hashtag our name is actually dream girls academy yeah so straightforward um our website is still under construction but you can find us on all those social media platforms dream girls academy yeah so we're in studio with the eslin barnes who is uh, the founder of dream girls academy as you heard you can find them on all social media uh instagram twitter facebook uh, their website is still under construction very interesting thoughts coming out from there her legacy uh she wants to be able to make an impact in the society uh for dream girls she wants to be able to grow um the empire and actually touch more lives uh you heard her earlier on talking about wanting to expand into more uh more provinces as uh, the year goes on and that this is what she's now doing full time uh she's streamlined and this is her entire focus and then the other takeaway for me is the the fact that Islin reads very widely um and especially in the area of uh, leadership and can I call it psychology a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah psychology. Uh, so, 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 so some good thoughts coming out. Uh, thank you so much to Eslin for coming out uh, to talk to us and for being our brand new heavy uh, for this month. Thank you so much, Eslin. Thank you so much, Mediwa. On the other side of this, we come to the end of the show. This is The Business Buzz. You're tuned in to The Business Buzz. So that's it for today's uh, Business Buzz show. Thank you so much for uh, listening to us over the last hour or so. Uh, thank you to our brand new heavy, uh, Miss uh, Eslena Barnes, uh, for coming through to our studios and just sharing some knowledge and experiences with us. And then thank you to um, our guests. We had uh, Kumo and we also had Sanele uh, just telling us a little bit about their experience working with Eslen and with the Dream Girls Academy. So that's it for today's show. Uh, remember that you can uh, keep the conversation going online. Uh, we are Vow FM. That's Voice of Vits on Facebook. You can also find our other Facebook page. That's Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we are at Vow FM. And then our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. And then the WhatsApp line is 084-078-4912. You can also stream the station live on uh, VowFM.co.za because we are 24 hours. So after this, make sure you don't turn that dial. Podcasts of the Business Buzz show are available on vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business and remember that we are available on iTunes. So with that uh, we have uh, reached the end of tonight's show uh, thank you to our amazing team our executive producer Elna Schutz and then uh, some of our production done by our team that's playing you as Zondo and then our production uh, technical on the side is done by Kotluano Serame. Don't miss the business buzz same time same place next week for more insight into the world of business. Next up on our Vow FM lineup, we have Life Beats. So, as I said, don't turn that dial. For myself, Leo Mob, Justice Covers, and the rest of the team, it's good evening and take care. Mob Justice on the Business Buzz. Listen to the Business Buzz every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Only on Vow FM. The Business Buzz Podcast.